live, go live, go live. I am live, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, coming back to another episode of Mountain Bike q and I'm your host, Johnny Yu. Um, this is actually, I think, my 40th episode. Oh, my God, I'm over the hill now. How exciting. This is so exciting. I'm glad I have who I have on tonight. You know him, uh, Jared from uh, Cure Cycling. You know what I was telling my wife uh, not too long ago when I was coming up to on the 40, I said, you know, I want I kind of want a big guy. I want a big guy to, for my 40th. And, and gosh darn it, I got it. I, I'm not going to do any more intro stuff because I'm going to bring Jared on. Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Cure Cycling. Thank it you. It is I. Me. It is I. It's funny that you refer to me as big. That's not something that I think of, but I'll take it. Let's no, go with well, it. As we talked before earlier, yeah, to me, you you were or you are because I was I'm such a fan of your your show and or your channel that I'm just like, you know, I I've got somebody here. <laughs> it feels good to, to yeah, celebrate. I mean, right? That means a lot, man. Thank you. Uh, it's oh, an we, honor to be here for number 40. I didn't realize uh, that you've been doing it that long. So that's sweet. Oh, I could be doing it more. But like I said, this is this is a little hobby of mine. And I, I try to keep it to one every two weeks because, you know, life. Yeah, that's a good number. That's a really good number. Ladies and gentlemen, Trail Monster. He's saying, hey. What's up, Trail Monster? How you doing? And here we go. This This guy, my boy. Mike. Put your yeah, hands together for Mike Mitchell. He's a beast. He is. He can outpedal any of us. It's it's shameful. He puts us to shame for real. Have you ridden rider. Him? Yeah. Yeah. He comes down to uh, this area occasionally. And when I can link up with him, we haven't had good luck lately. But uh, when I can, I'll go ride. And yeah, he's got some pedaling legs on him. Well, now, now I'm really jealous. Yeah, you should make it out here sometime, man. We got it. We have a good time. Well, Mike, Mike, you know why he's fast? Because before he bikes, he runs. Makes sense. <laughs> I was wondering what the run part came from. Ladies and gentlemen, gosh darn you, Finland. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in Finland. Go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> no, I really appreciate your support, Fractured Rider. Yeah, super you, cool. You're killing me. Trail Pimp, as always. Well, yes, yes, we do this to trail him. Thank you, sir. Who, who's, do you know Austin Dahmer? I do, I do. Yeah, he's a friend from uh, Louisiana, so he's checking in. Uh, nice. He came up here recently. We had a chance to ride, so it was a good time. Nice. So how you doing, man? Doing great, man. Staying busy. Um, bikes online is keeping me really busy. Got a couple things that I'm working on for my personal channel as well, so just staying busy. Yeah, that's great. So you're you're a mountain biker hence being on this channel indeed uh you, you say you before we were talking folks before you guys came on you lived in new orleans for 30 some years yeah almost 32 um right before i turned 32 i moved here uh, i actually live in, over the state line in missouri it's a lot cheaper but i'm down in bentonville pretty much every day riding filming and stuff like that what what what's the uh what's the uh the, the riding down in, in in new orleans like not very good, um, but an hour and 30 north of New Orleans, there is a solid bike park that's been uh, under development over the past couple of years called mm. at the Bogachito State Park. That's pretty substantial. Uh, they put a lot of energy and heart in it. Um, so that's where I was riding before I left. And what possessed you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to bring my wife on. 
She is the number one fan. Hello, wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Thanks for the support. So you lived in Louisiana. At what point Indeed. did you go? I just, I, I can't. I've, I've got to go full steam. So, to... um, well, there's layers to that question. So in 2020, I was still in Louisiana, but that's when I quit working a corporate job and was like, okay, I'm going to try to make a name for myself in the cycling world somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I started working the YouTube channel really hard as well as like start um, doing a lot of repairs and stuff like that on mountain bikes on the side, just to kind of like float the bills and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until 22, wait, 21, the end of 21 that we decided we were going to move away. Um, because 21 was a tough year, uh, had the hurricane Ida yeah. that was rough. And then right after that, I had a really bad wreck. That was, that totaled my truck out on the way home from the trail system that I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. And it just, it got to a point that it felt like Louisiana was kicking me and my wife out. And mm -hmm. around the same time, she took a major promotion in Joplin, Missouri, which is only an hour north of Bentonville. So I was like, this is it. We got to go. Wow. So yeah. just kind of all came together. Yeah. The dominoes fell like literally in a month's time. And it was absolutely insane. Like it was definitely meant to happen. That's my mom. Hi, mom. Yeah. That's my mom checking oh, in. Yeah, hi, she, mom. That's awesome. Yeah. She knows the tale. She, she, uh, she observed it firsthand. And you were like, but did you, but you started your channel in, in Louisiana. I did. Yep. Yep. Uh, in 2020, I think maybe 2019. I have to go back and check. It's, it's all kind of a blur, but yeah, I started in, in Louisiana and just focused mostly on like reviews at the time. Yeah. Um, that's how I got it started. And it was, a, it was kind of funny how it all worked out. Cause like I didn't have any connections with brands or stuff like that. So it was really just like working my personal network. Like, Oh, I have a buddy that has this bike. This bike's relevant. Hey buddy, can I borrow it for a oh. weekend? And that's what I did for a while. Just borrowing people's bikes and reviewing them. Um, so that was a hustle in itself. Really back then. Cause I, I mean, I've, I've spoke to some people, you know, other people that have reviewed bikes and they, they literally will buy the bike and then ride it for a while and then sell it to help fund the next bike which could be like a month later. So you were just yeah. like, Hey, Hey dude, can I, can I use your bike for some content? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes I, you know, I trade or something like they may, may need their tires converted tubeless or something like that. And be like, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. Uh, but let me review your bike, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, so and it was, it, it was a challenge for sure. Well, what, what's your background in bikes? Cause, cause, Mike here says your secret power is to be able to tell whatever uh, any bike. Yeah. I'll name any part on a bike. You feel I'm a tech nerd. I just like, uh, <laughs> when I get into something, I get into it hard and I, that cycling is no different mountain bikes. Like, I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with it and learned everything as quickly as I could. Um, but the reason why I was able to like, or the reason why I got good at working on them is because in Louisiana, there is no mountain biking support. So no rather than like trying to find a tech who I trusted to work on my bike, I was like, I'm just going to have to learn how to do it myself. And then eventually I became a resource for the local mountain biking scene. Like a lot of people wanted their bikes worked on and it was a way for me to, you know, like I said, float the bills. So I was like, yeah, we ha I had bikes rolling in and out of my, my parents' house for a while um, that I was oh just gosh. like upgrading and hooking up, making videos about it was, it was interesting. So that's how you, you kind of started this cure cycling was like, I'll, Let's let's do what I know. I know how to fix bikes. Let's I know how to review bikes. I know what's on a bike. I can yeah. know what I like. 
Yeah, kind of. Uh, if I if I told you I had a definitive plan, I'd be lying. Um, it was kind of just, just picking, kinda... picking directions and running. You know what I mean? Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it worked out. And and did when did the steam start picking up for the um, cure cycle? Let's all let's 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 cycle back, if you will. I always do this. Yeah, there's a there's a few like defining moments that really like that I, I would say changed the game. Um, one of which was that a buddy. So during a hurricane, a buddy of mine was displaced. He was having a bike that was going to be delivered at his house, but he wasn't home. He was because of a hurricane he was somewhere else. He's like, Hey, look, I can't pick up my bike. It's stuck at a FedEx, like a, you know, a FedEx hub. I need somebody to go sign it, sign for it and pick it up. And like, uh, maybe we can link up and you give it to me later. I was like, yeah, fine, man. Like I'll go grab it for you. No problem. But again, I'm going to review your bike. He, it was a polygon. <laughs> it was a polygon D five. He's like, yeah, no problem. You can go ahead and assemble it, make some content on it. And I'll see you in a couple months or whatever. So I, I put the bike together, did an initial review. That's the polygon D five. If you were oh. to go back and look at my uh, videos and that video did really well for some reason, I think it was just because it's, you know, it's a full suspension that was under a thousand bucks, which is kind of like unheard of. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are curious about it. Um, and it, it, that video did well. And what was interesting is bikes online took notice of it. Really? And that's kind of how the whole bikes online thing started. It started as early as the very beginning. Um, but by the time 2021 rolled around is when they offered me a bike, uh, Polygon T7. They were like, hey, you killed it with the D5 videos. We want to see you do it again. We're going to send you this, T this T7 for free. Do exactly what you did with the D5. And uh, yeah, let's have a let's have a repeat. So I did it and that performed well. And yeah, that snowball just continued to roll until this year, 23, they're finally like, okay, we want, we finally set aside a budget to actually have you be a part of bikes online and you're just going to create our content for the States. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cause it, I mean, you bikes online came to you early on. And I remember I started looking at polygons during the, the pandemic. Yeah. Oh man. That was a wild time. Boom. Because time. Bikes weren't around. Yeah. And then, but Polygon had them. And then like, I think it was July of 21. I think that was a, a defining moment in the bikes online saga because um, the inventory of the T7 finally shook loose and I had just made those two videos. So I, in like a couple of months time, I had accumulated like a quarter million dollars worth of sales. And they were like, this guy's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just perfect timing. Like a, it was pure luck. You know, a lot of this ha is, luck oriented. Um, obviously I, I uh, made the effort, but there's a lot of great people out there making the effort. There's all, always that strange X factor timing element uh, that makes things explode. And luckily I got to ride that wave once. Yeah. You got in on it early. Yeah. Ish. Ish. You know. Ish. Uh, obviously the, the real early adopters are the, you know, your single track sampler, your BKXC, your sets bike hacks, yeah. people like that. But I mean, like you're, 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 you're getting in on the polygon craze. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Phil, who's um, over at bikes online, they refer to me and like the creators that launch around the same time as third wave uh, mountain biking YouTubers. Wow. So I'm in the third wave. Well, good for you. I got a third waiver on the channel. Right <laughs> yeah. Now, How about that? Does that make, it's like a C-list celebrity. Brett Hall is on uh, unspoken here saying, Hey, um, let, let's take it back even further. Cure cycling. Mm -hmm. The ride is the cure. 
Yes. Okay. So you uh, where, you want to yeah, know how the name originated? Let's, let's talk a little bit where that came from because we all know, like I, I put in your description down below, is no truer words could have been spoken. Yeah. So it it there's layers to that onion as well. There's always kind of like multiple reasons behind things. Um, but cure cure cycling originally was a name um, based around me leaving the corporate life because uh, I was miserable. My uh, corporate job was absolutely horrific and uh, I was having the soul sucked out of me. So this entire adventure was originally about curing me. Um, nice. But then it moved into, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm starting to work on a lot of bikes. So I'm curing these bikes, you know, getting them all dialed in. Um, but as time pressed on, uh, we decided to like kind of dive in with that moniker a little more. Uh, so in 21 and 22, a portion of the YouTube revenue that we accumulate was being donated to Project Semicolon, uh, which helps people suffering with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, but for 23, my I and my patrons had agreed on donating to something else. So it's kind of morphed a little bit. Now we're donating to Pedal It Forward, which helps people who have don't have access to bikes to get on bikes here in oh, wow. the Bentonville area. Wow, there really are layers with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's always it's ever changing. It's always yeah, always changing. Trail Pink corporate job suck sucks. He works from home. What was that corporate job that just took your soul and was juggling with it? So I won't name the company because I feel like that's rude, yeah. but I will no, say the, the, company, I will say the nature of the business. It was, I worked in um, car rental. Okay. Just absolutely awful, especially during the pandemic. Like we, so just to give you a, in a nutshell, what my day looked like, we would walk in on any given day and have 80 reservations for rental cars and we would have zero cars to rent on the lot. So I, you know, we had to find cars and get them there and put out all these emotional fires with all these disgruntled customers. It was just unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable what would go on. It was killing me. Yeah, I've had that incident. We we went to where did we go? We went to Sedona. That's a wine place, right? Mm -hmm. Not Sedona. What's the big one? Where Not Sedona? That's in Arizona. That what was the wine place in California? Napa. She, she, there you go. I hear. And I had rented. I went. I went and rented a car on. You know, you go on and you and you and you do the online. Yep. And uh, and we got there, and the line was like a Disney park line, mm -hmm. and it was it was like a nothing name. It was like Gary's Car Rentals or something like mm -hmm. that. It was just a no name because I got it cheap. That's me. And I and I feel you. The line they had no cars, and there was a line, and I I said. I'm going to go over here. There's no line over here. And I just right. wanted a car like that. But yeah, but yeah. there's a silver lining to anything. I mean, with that, it was one of those situations and I'm sure other people can find the same silver lining if they choose to, is that uh, you don't know how good something is unless you know how bad things can be. And that place was just so bad that it made me thankful for pretty much anything else in life. So that's always good. Now, was was quitting was one of those it was one of those things where your wife goes, wait, wait a minute, what what? She was all in. Oh, really? Yeah, she was all in. Yeah, she she was working a job that could take care of all the bills, and she's like, look, I want you to be happy because I she could see that I was turning into a zombie, and she's like, you know, give it a shot, like six months a year, we'll give it a little bit of time and see if you can make things work, and uh, if not, then you know maybe you'll have to look back into getting a job but uh so far i haven't had to and it's been three years so that's cool 
I think this is Fractured Riders' uh, tagline when he starts a, a channel. Do you have a channel? Mountain Bike it's, is, it looks that my, way. <laughs> Mountain Bike is my Prozac it's tagline right there because I think it's all of ours Prozac, man. I get on the bike and it's just right there, mm-hmm. whatever's there. Yeah, you're just in the moment. And I think it's just really, there's a lot of like therapeutic aspects to it from the ASMR of the tires on the dirt to actually being in nature, you know, collecting your vitamin D from the sun. And, you know, we're meant to be outside. I mean, it's, it's obvious. I love it. it. So you started doing this, you were, you were, you were, you were going on YouTube and how far into it was like, Okay, it's got to start picking up steam. Was there a point when you were doing this, you quit your job, you're like, uh, it's kind of always like that. Like, uh, you know, whenever you venture into like the, I guess you'd call it entrepreneurship or just trying to like make this happen on your own yeah. with, without being under, you know, another businesses, you're always questioning it. I think that's natural. Um, but there were some, you know, there were some very encouraging things that happened along my journey, like uh, one of which was buying Seth's bike and having that um, that video that he made uh, about me. You know, we got like 5,000 subscribers in a day. Uh, that was pretty mental. What? Yeah, that was wild. But, I, I, you know, I wouldn't say it was all wins on that on that front because a lot of those subscribers, like they subscribed and then they never commented, viewed or liked a video again. And it kind of actually hurt me in a way. But it's all, it's all a learning lesson, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of wonderful people I met from that uh, Cobra Kyle being one shout out Cobra Kyle. Um, you know, we're good pals now. He lives out here now too. And we nice. ride a lot and he's a fellow creator. So. That's correct. I get excited when I get like five more subscribers. You got like 5,000 in a day. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened like that again in a very long time, but, but you know, yeah. those are, those are the moments that we're talking about that like, okay, you know, maybe this, this can work, you know? Um, and, and you, this is the creator side. And I know a lot of everyone on this thing, creator, but people don't understand what goes into create. Some people don't understand what goes into creating. It's, it's a lot of work. And especially from somebody who was doing car rentals. No. Yeah. Now you've got cameras, you've got lights, you've got angles, you've got scripts. Was this natural for you or did you have someone to look up to or, or, or I, map yourself with? And I think I had some underlying skill there, but it, it does like anything you have to, you know, practice makes perfect repetition, repetition. If you go back and watch my first video, I actually haven't taken that video down because I love to use that as a reference point for people that are thinking about starting to make content. It's a pretty awful video. Um, it was filmed entirely on my phone, edited entirely on my phone, uploaded, you know, the audio wasn't very good. I wasn't looking into the camera lens. Like it was just awkward all around. Um, but over time, you know, it grows. And and yes, to answer your question, I absolutely leaned into people who are better at what I'm, wherever I am in life. I still do it today. Yeah. Who, like yeah. I, I lean into people and ask them questions for advice. You know, somebody who's further along in their journey. Uh, for example, Kyle Warner, great, mm-hmm. re, a great resource for me. I ask him a ton of questions and he's very receptive and very kind. And has helped me in my growth a, a lot in like let's say the past year or so. Uh, yeah, because I I just jumped into this, and I have a couple of friends that do do podcasts, and I've made friends that do podcasts through this. Yep. But yeah, I can I can make videos, but I do that on the on the daily as a as a photographer. So I wanted to right. do something different. I wanted to bring 
people's stories together. And I, and I do that as well daily, but I'm like, this is new, this whole podcast thing. So it's great to have people to lean on and learn from. And sure. And you got Kyle. I mean, come on. I saw yeah. you watching a video. It was about the Suntour forks. Yeah. He got and me, he, uh, he got me lined up with them, which was really nice of him to do that. Um, he put in a good word and yeah, now Suntour and I are, we have a pretty solid relationship. Um, I'm sure you saw that bike that I just finished. Mm -hmm. um, also equipped with Suntour. So they've been really good to me. Nice so yeah, it, yeah. Well, actually it's a trail bike, uh, but oh, I made it, I made it single speed. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a riot. Zach's in the house saying, what's up party people. My sister, gosh, darn it. Your mom came on. My sister came on. Oh, that's awesome. Have family <laughs> coming in. Yeah. I love that. I hope that it, it, you know, no matter how big my channel gets that my family still stops in. I think it's, I think it's great. That's awesome. So you become a creator. You start picking up steam and now you decide to go to the mountain bike Mecca. Were you just like, oh, you're and you're with your wife. Does your wife ride? She does. Um, she's, she's, she rides trail with me because she wants to hang out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if she was to pick a discipline that like strictly caters to her, it'd be gravel. She loves the gravel bikes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are, so now you move to, to, to near Bentonville, Northwest. Correct. Arkansas. Yeah. About 25 minutes out in Missouri. So how excited were you when you were like, we're doing this and now my content is going to, it can only grow from being in Bentonville. Uh, there was a lot of excitement, but there's also like an element of disappointment too. And I know that sounds weird, but like you move yeah. out to a place like this, you have an expectation for how things could go or things should go. And when that expect expectation isn't met, it can be met with a letdown. But that's kind of like, now we're starting to get into like my personal philosophies. I've learned, don't yeah. have any expectations. Like that was my that was my fault, my bad, you know? Yeah, you're gonna get let down. Yeah, so I try not to have any expectations now moving forward and just kind of like let things be what they are and try to find contentment within that moment for whatever it is, if that makes sense. Wow, you're helping me out. <laughs> this is should pay you for a therapy session uh, yeah I, I live in miami and i think about wanting to move every single day of my life I, and i mean that's great but yeah like the the truth is is like it's not gonna what whatever is going on it's not probably not gonna solve it like you just have to find contentment in the here and now and then take that with you when you move the temperature might change <laughs> that's the one i don't know dude we're about. gonna be a 102 tomorrow Ugh. Yeah, it seems hot pretty much everywhere. Oh, gosh. I didn't think it, it, it really gets that hot out. I thought we were the only people that experience. No, dude. Yeah, last, last year, um, we had a month where we stayed over 100 degrees. All the grass was dead. It was wild. Because oh, you see that map when the, the, the weather person comes out and then you see the map. And, and Florida is just devil red. And the rest of the country is a little bit something else. But yeah. yeah. I guess you guys feel it. We just get more humidity. We never go over 100. Yeah. Yeah. No, humidity is rough. Oh, God. I'm just sweating talking to you. <laughs> so you get to Benville. You, you move the family. You're you're you a good distance away from your family. You're, I am. 10 hours. Stuff. Are you, mm -hmm. do, do you get back a lot? Do they miss you? I mean, you said you uh, We went down there a good bit in 22. Um but we have not gone down this year, but they have come to visit me, which has been great. So 
So yeah. how do you how do you feel that your channel has changed since you've been to Bentonville? I mean, there's probably more ride videos. So in 22, I like I didn't I don't feel like I had an opportunity to water my channel as much as I would have liked. I worked a lot with Rich Drew, if you're familiar with his uh, yeah his operation. I was his filmer and editor in 22, so I was really oh. busy with that. Um, but having switched to the bikes online front, um, I do have a little bit more time for my channel. Um, and with the connections I made again with people like Kyle Warner and a few others, um, I'm gaining a much stronger sense of direction and gaining a much stronger understanding of how to write and how to create topics and just everything that makes a solid video. And I, I, if you look at the recent stuff, you can kind of see that shift just going from the SR Suntour video to the video prior. So yeah. like I, I'd been learning a ton and then finally got to put it into action with the SR Suntour video and it performed. Okay. I want to do, you, you were talking Rich Drew. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to, because Bentonville, we can talk about it all day. Mm -hmm. You did the, the drop the hammer. I did. Yeah. I do it and all the time. That's what everyone, not me and, and never will. I don't think so. But I, I, I felt the same way. Um, the, so Bentonville is very transformative in terms of skill. I've learned exponentially more and like as far as being a good rider in a year and a half of living here as I did five years in Louisiana, like your environment is everything. And yeah. uh, this area just lives and breathes mountain biking. And, you know, you see incremental progress. It's like watching water boil. You don't really see anything happening in, at, at first, but then like, it's like, oh, wow. Like I didn't case this jump today. And like, oh, wow, I'm hitting a bigger jump. Oh, wow. This jump doesn't scare me anymore. I need to go bigger. Like it just slow progress and things just start to happen. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're a product of your environment and who you ride with and who you hang with. Mm -hmm. um, I really found that video inspirational because we have a couple, we have a trail eight miles from my house and they have a drop section like where you were learning on. Yeah. It's two feet, four feet, six feet. But it's almost, and I don't want to, I don't, I hope they're not watching or will watch. It's almost to flat. Yeah, that's how the ones it's, were at the rail yard that I was practicing. And I would argue now that I've done it all, like done all those drops, the smaller ones were sketchier, harder. Just I, I, I don't see the point of me ever going back and doing those again. I don't like them. Drop the hammer. Really? Way, yeah, like, drop no. the hammers way smoother and way easier. It's just yeah, I, big. I did the four foot one when I first got my my last bike. I just sold it last night. It was a hard tail. I think and I saw that. Yeah, it was it a was Trek. A specialized. Oh, uh, specialized. Rock hopper. Okay. It was black. I've always, I, I've been riding for 27 years and I've always had a hard tail. I'm like, what do I need to change it up? And then, then I went full suspension. You got an Izzo, didn't you? Yeah. That's a great and, bike. And once once I, my first ride, I'm 51 years old. Once mm -hmm. I, I was like, I don't hurt the next day. Yeah. It's a whole different world. So I got way rid of it. better on your knees and ankles, everything. But I, I was on a hardtail and I, I did the four foot one and I almost went over because it was flat and I didn't get enough speed because there's not a big run up to it. Yeah, I, I had similar experiences with the Izzo just because of the limited travel. You definitely on that bike, you definitely don't want to oversend a drop and like come in heavy on the fork because the bike will like get squirrely and weird. Yeah. 
But no, that was a very inspirational video. Did you get a lot of great uh, feedback on that one? I still, I still do actually. People will recognize me from that series of videos uh, out on the trail, and we'll talk about it a little bit. And um, normally, it's people who haven't done the drop yet. So you know, I'll offer if they want to go hit it, I'll be happy to tow them in, uh, stuff like that. Right. And you were working with Jess, Jess the Maker. Yeah, we still. And- I'm still pretty like. I'm buddies with Jess. We still like touch base every so often. Like I went to her YouTube channel launch party just the other day and it was a good time. She's a great person. Yeah, and Rich Drew, who is a, he's a coach. He is a coach yeah. slash YouTuber. Yeah. Slash businessman. Nice. Yeah. So you're, you're learning a lot from him on, on the other side as well, probably. Uh, yeah. I learned a good bit from him. Uh, we don't, I don't do much for with him anymore and that's not yeah for any particular reason other than the fact that he's doing his thing and I'm kind of doing mine uh, with the bikes online stuff. So 23 has been different, but we spent a lot of time together in 22. Now, did you guys, did he come to you or did you come to him to do the drops? Uh, That was his idea. Um, I wanted to do it and he wanted to document it and kind of like prove to the, his audience that, you know, it can be like how to work up to it. Yeah. Um, so it's his idea and he kind of threw it on me pretty hard. He's like, Hey, look, uh, <laughs> it was a Monday. He's like, Hey, look, I want to do the drop the hammer series. You're going to drop the hammer tomorrow. I was like, okay, oh. so we'll see about that. Uh, it ended up being two days, two days away. Uh, not one just cause we ran out of time filming the first couple videos, but yeah, he sprung it up on me pretty hard. I love that. You were just like, I'm not even going to run up to it. No, there's no point. I mean, we we tell ourselves to do stuff like that because we want to mentally give ourselves an out. We want to give ourselves a reason to not do it. Like it's just self-preservation, right? So I didn't want to, I didn't want to water that at all. That um, is such good advice, Jared. It's true, though. Holy it's true. Because it's so easy to get talk yourself out of it. It is, and small. like in the case of my story, like the cert, uh, the the drop scared the heck out of me like my i had p- sweaty palms the night before but i i have to keep reminding myself that i've i've done the reps you know we've got the prerequisite skills check i've got three coaches that are going to be present like yeah. they're not going to let me fail like the circumstances will never be better so i was like i just need to get it done and now it's so funny like you know the first time i hit the drop it was okay full face helmet knee pads long pants I was in a, a hoodie and gloves. Like, you know, you couldn't see yeah. an inch of my skin, like a, squ- a square inch. I was completely covered up, ready for war. And now I'll go out there with, you know, shorts, no knee pads, half shell, and just whoop, no problem. Like, it's it's crazy how the brain adapts, you know? Like, once uh, the self-preservation realizes that, hey, you've done this hundreds of times now, like, it's nothing. So it, it's, it's awesome. cool how the mind adapts. I got to ask about this drop the hammer thing. It, it- have you seen Rex? Because I've does. heard of Rex. I've heard oh, okay. of, I've heard of two. Oh, okay. I think I may have seen one video of somebody going OTB on it, but it's really uncommon. And uh, I I find that in the instances where somebody fails, it's because they're one of those people, one of those really rare breeds that they're like all confidence and no skill. No skill. Yeah, but I mean, even if you only like if you hit drop the hammer with even 50% of a perfect rep, you're going to roll out. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I heard it. I was watching, I guess it was a Seth video or somebody's video where they said it's so well built. Yeah. It's perfect. Like it's a, perfect. where you're going to land, you're going to land. It's almost like they, if you drew a, a perfect arc on a piece of paper, all they did was just erase a section of it. So the, 
you know, where yeah. the beginning and end is. It's that same arc. It's just perfect. You just roll off. It's just that damn, it's like 10 feet high. Yeah, 10, 10 at the smallest. If you oversend, you're looking at 12, 14, 16. Just depends how fast, how how deep you go in. I get giddy going four. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Welling. Uh, he's hey, late, but... Cindy's. I know this guy. We're friends on Facebook. Look at him. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, very cool. He's checking in. Coming in. Um, and my boy, Josh. So where I told you the, the, the train derails, it's going to come we were back. On drop the hammer. Drop the hammer. Yeah. Um, let's talk about all these bikes that you get with your channel that you get to drop the hammer. You get to go to the rail yard. You get to go to what is the castle? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk about the bikes? Yeah. How do you get the bike? You, you had, you had all these different bikes before bikes online. You said you were borrowing, but before the, so before that, bikes online, I was buying bikes. Yeah. Uh, but I would send, I would send bike. email proposals to try to see if I could scrape up a discount or something like that. And sometimes it will work. Sometimes it wouldn't, it just depended. But uh, yeah, the last, the prior to bikes online, my bikes were an ISO and a propane. I think, um, and I just caught deals on those two. Yeah, I just paid retail. I really love. I I, I, I rewatched your Izzo one again, and how much because I know I I bought one, and I've got some friends who have, and I was so happy with the purchase for what I have down here. You only need I got one thirty in the front, one thirty in the back. Yep, feels Izzo, so good. The Izzo is fantastic, and like if I was, you know. If, I wasn't affiliated with bikes online and riding like pretty much just Polygon right now. That bike is of high regard in my mind. Um, although I probably would switch the fork to a 140. The front? Yeah, I would make it yeah. like a 140, 130. Kind of get it more in that mid-travel trail bike range right, as opposed to a, a longer limb down country, if you will. Before bikes online, because we're going to get to them because I know that you're affiliated what was one of your favorite bikes besides, you know, you say Izzo, but you've, um, had, you've had a lot of bikes. Yeah. If I was to summon, um, let, let's say three bikes of my past, um, the Izzo would definitely be in that top three. Um, da Vinci, <laughs> da Vinci Troy was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, and aside from that, honestly, it would probably be in the, it would be my Polygon T7. That bike was amazing. The The Siskiyou T is such a good chassis. And I, I say that as a mountain biker, not as a uh, bikes online shill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell I, you. I, I, I have a lot of conviction for that chassis. It is so good. I was really looking, and we'll, we'll switch gears to that now, is I was really looking into Polygon. They and, make some and, really and solid the T, stuff. The T7 and the T8. I was I was kind of back and forth on those. I was I yep. think I've watched a million reviews. Yeah, the T8's incredible. Uh, that's the Siskiyou T that I have right now, and I I beat the pants off of it. And it's bone stock, and it just keeps ticking. That thing is amazing. Now you're a gearhead. Do you, do, you, do you have you ever kept a bike stock? Um, the T8 is stock. Uh, the only thing that's different on it right now is the tires. Um, but that's just because like. I push the bike pretty hard and it comes specced with two, 2.6s, which are too wide for me around corners. It was rubbing the frame. So oh. I put 2.4s 
And to answer uh, Keo's MTB adventures, no, I do not have yeah. the propane tie. In fact, a neighbor of mine bought it. So I still see it regularly, um, but <laughs> uh, no, it is not in my possession. So now you, you, you moved on to buying the bikes mm -hmm. to, did you, you reached out? I know we talked about this before we went live. Did you reach out or did they reach out to you? Bikes online proposed Bikes to me online. about being the um, creator for the States this year, the beginning of 23. Um, and along with that, that's when they were like, yeah, well, we're going to, you know, pay you X, give you X in terms of bikes, um, the long-term demos, by the way, they do go home eventually. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, I'm good with that for the most part. Cause it's like, I don't keep bikes that long anyway. Like I, even when I own them, I would just sell them anyway, you know? So whether or not I get to keep them, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, I get to ride them while they're relevant and fresh and that's awesome. That's, that's, I, that, that was a question. I wanted to know if you, you got to keep them. I can. I know Mike, uh, run bike, Mike gets stuff from them. Yeah. I, I can choose to keep it, but then I believe I would pay like an EP on it, or like uh -huh. an employee price. And then you've got to fill your, your, your house with 20 bikes and you don't. Yeah. We have an obscene amount of bikes here right now for our tiny house. Um, <laughs> How many bikes you got right now? I have eight right now, uh, oh but our God. house is only 900 square feet. So they're oh. everywhere. They're in the laundry room. They're in the dining room. They're in the bike room. <laughs> there's wife. one, there's one behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I've got my wife. I bought my wife an e-bike and it's in the living room right now. Yeah. Cause I've got, I live in a, a duplex. It's, it's, it's a good size duplex, but it's, there's a, it's underneath the stairs outside. There's a door. And that's why I had to get rid of that bike last night, my my specialized, because I've got to get her, I gotta get this bike out of my living room. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. Um, luckily, again, Christine is extremely accommodating um and hasn't really given me too much trouble. Um, I think that we would probably run into some issues if they sent some more though. Like we're we're capped. There's no way I could take another bike because she's got two personal bikes and then I've got two that I'm claiming as personal bikes here and then six that are bikes online. <laughs> just like, she's like, you got another box. Another box came. Yeah. Where are we putting it? Yeah. It's, That's... it's wild. MTB Alex up in the house. What's going on, brother? Oh, here we go. Trail pimp. I don't that's know. A, that's a good question. The Mount Bromo actually got discontinued. It's been remonikered under the N Colossus N8E. Um, I don't have that bike. I have the T6E, which is based off the Cisco T platform in e-bike form. So hopefully that answers your question. But if you have more, send them through. We 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 talked about this earlier. Being a creator, do you are you having fun with it? Of course, yeah. Is I mean, it, it's fun, but ever like anything, there's there's always trade-offs. You know that people. People just assume that it's it's heaven on earth, but it's it's not. You know, like there 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 are aspects of it that are very real. Like, um, we don't get paid that much. Like, yeah, I've got a lot of time to ride, but time is money, right? So with all this extra time, there there's less in the money category. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you, it's different for everybody, but some people may find that it's better to sell their time for the money, or some people would rather have less money and have the time. Um, and you know. It's fun, but it's not without challenge, if that makes sense. What part of what part of the creating gets you going? Do you, do you do you really enjoy the film? I mean, I know it's the biking, but 
do you like the filming or is it the editing process, the story? I, I do not like filming that much uh, because it can be very intense, especially when it's hot like this, having to hit things like three or four times to get the right shot. Um, And editing is pretty grueling too. Although if you get in a flow state with it, sometimes you just get lost and it's done before you can even realize you've been doing it. So that those days are great, but some days editing sucks. Um, But honestly, my favorite aspect of it is writing, like writing the script, writing the tale, um, writing the review, writing the, how to like that that is where a lot of my creative energy gets uh dumped out yeah i can't i editing for me is one of those i I can't i can't i have adhd i can't focus for too long i gotta get up and walk around yeah Um, going crazy and then i'm like that's not where i want it i get what you're saying about the heat i did a, a a a reel yeah with uh the Clipping flip flops. I made clip clipless flip flops. I saw that. Drenched. Yeah. I mean, I was soaking wet. Like so, but you got to keep going. You got. Yeah. Like this past Saturday, um, we were filming a, a four bike shootout for Bikes Online, where I kind of like go through the lineup from cross country all the way to enduro, and <clears throat> you know, filming on four different bikes all like all in one day because like we had to get it done. It it got rough. Like once I was on the enduro bike, having to like session these same jump lines over and over again in the heat, I was like, I can't do anymore. Um, you'll notice when that video comes out that it has a lot of uh, older clips. You'll you'll be able to tell because like the trees have no leaves on them and stuff. I had to use some older clips to fill the <laughs> timeline because we just ran out of energy and time. Yeah, I love it. It's like, are we really paying attention to the leaves? Yeah, like well, they know they know like that. I keep a backlog of clips, and they're cool with me reusing it. So bikes online is very gracious in that regard. Um, yeah, as long as it's the right bike, you know, it's which all good. I, I really like. Which one did you just do? You, you did a review. You had a demo day with the Rocky Mountain bikes. Oh yeah, yeah, that was before uh, the shift into bikes online. But yeah, I did that. That was just you could hear the joy in you. That was, yeah, that yeah. one was very unscripted. And I, I knew that like some people wouldn't appreciate that because it's kind of disorganized, but I knew that some people also would appreciate it. And that video did okay, actually. I, yeah. I really liked, I liked the fact that the e-bike, once you got off the e-bike and went back to an analog, you could hear it in your voice. And I think that's what makes a lot of great pieces and videos is just this natural joy and happiness of mm-hmm. doing what we like doing and, and that's riding a bike oh yeah yeah no, and speaking of that was another fantastic bike not one that i owned but i was blown away was that rocky mountain element um yeah they made that bike like a 120 120 so super lean on the travel side um but you know slack geometry long wheelbase so it, uh, it it's just a wild animal it's a really cool bike do you have those days that you will create a piece that you're just like, I didn't script it. I I, I didn't plan to do it, but I had a GoPro on me. Oh, um, yeah. Put it together because ha- I just had fun. Yeah, it happens. Um, Like I did a lap on Fireline with Maddie Active one day and I was like, I'm just going to post this because it was such a good, good lap. You know, he's a really cool guy. I, had the, I was super stoked that I got a chance to meet him and ride with him when he was in town and yeah, we just had a fantastic lap on Fireline. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna share this because it's good. Yeah, it's just I think something. And and do you? And I ask this to every creator. Do you? Are there days where you just GoPro? 
we're going to stay home. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, <laughs> you cannot film every ride. Uh, that'll destroy the hobby. Exactly. No, but, I would say, I would say most of my rides are not, no cameras come out. You know, I'm, I probably ride four times, four times a week. And maybe one of those is, is going to be very intentional. Like we're getting shots today. Oh man, you're living the life four times a week. Yeah. A weekend warrior. Yeah. I trust me. I get it. I live that life. Um, <laughs> when I was in Louisiana, honestly, I was lucky to ride once a month. It was bad. I try to get during the weekend, but I haven't, I haven't been on my bike in over six weeks. Actually, I just went last weekend. Yeah. That's and, tough, uh, man. And it's, it's, I had a boo-boo and, um, I got back on it and, and my lungs were on fire. Yeah. So you've got to, what's the climbing like up there? I, I got to know that because I'm going not to California. Bad. It's not that bad. You got a lot of good, good trails, but the, the, the climbing isn't. No. So Bentonville is like real easy in terms of climbs. They build a lot of paved, dedicated uh, climb trails. And like the, the most elevation you'll face at any given time, like sustained might be like 350 feet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, I was, I just, I'm going to have to. Like but it's, it's all relative, you know. People from Colorado will come here and like just crush it, but then people from like the flat areas, like Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Florida. They, <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll huff and puff, and I mean that's okay. Like you're not used to it, and I, that's what I've had to explain to people when I moved there. It's like, uh, yeah, where I live, we were at zero elevation, and the highest elevation our bike park went to was 28. So like 300, that's over 10x. So. Oh. Gosh darn, Adam, mountain bike rad dad's up in the joint now. You, you're bringing them all in. What, um, so Bentonville, you guys just had a festival. Yes, we did. It was incredible. Uh, talk to me about that. What, what was that like? Was, was parking hard to find? Uh, <laughs> so I, I have a connection with Red Bull. Um, so I parked at their Airbnb, which is actually really close to the festival. So I was blessed in that regard. Um, but yes, if you're, just an average joke going there to park. Good luck. Good luck. Oh man. Yeah. It was, was it just, was it just ridiculous out there? I mean, was it was, it, yeah, it was wild. I just, man, I, I wasn't expecting to meet as many like big YouTubers as I did. And like, there were just some real fever dream moments that like, I couldn't have even like written, you know, like there was a moment where uh, we went to this VIP party uh, the Saturday night of the festival, uh, Kyle Warner had just brought me in with him. He's like, nah, I'm gonna get you. And you just coming in with me. I was like, okay. So I go in and like, I'm in this Walton house. Okay. And this house is a 9,000 square foot house, which has no doors on any rooms, but instead the hallways are like curved and they're like, they're all stone. So it feels like you're underground and like this weird environment. And like within this house, you know, all these famous YouTubers are everywhere. They're all dressed up for whatever retro theme was going on. It was just total fever dream. Just so wild being there. Again, I'm with a, you got the, the VIP treatment in, in Bentonville. You went to the, I've heard about this party. I heard how crazy it was. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, it was definitely, like I said, it's not something I would have ever imagined. How was, how was the riding light during that? Cause that's, I've seen a bunch of videos and people riding, but I feel like it was just like, Rush I think our I-95 down here. Yeah, it was really packed on Thunderdome at Kohler. And I think that's probably the footage that you saw. 
um, because they had a what they call Thunderdome throwdown on a Thursday night, and literally everybody was there. It was ridiculously dense. Um, but no, you could pretty much ride whatever. Uh, just had to be a little bit more conscious of who may or may not be on the trail, because you know obviously every trail is more populated than normal. But now we got like a hundred. I got a, about a hundred miles of riding in that weekend, so we, wow. we were pedaling a lot. Who now were were there just like awestruck did you did you see guys that you've always wanted to run into and yeah yeah I, like i said ever since i bought that bike well i've always wanted to meet seth but after buying his bike i really wanted to meet seth and i'd never gotten the chance and bike fest was finally the opportunity and he was you know it was really short interaction because he's so busy but he was really yeah. kind and he kind of like alluded to the fact that he's been paying attention to my channel and seeing that things have been growing and developing and that he was proud. And it was just a, it was a cool moment. Really cool. Honestly, I would, I, I feel for him a little bit sometimes. Like, yes. Like you, you see his videos from the festival and you're like, he's up early and he's at a trail where every, like the festival's here he's shooting over here. He's yep. not even worried. They, no, they kept him super busy and he was just flying, you know, back and forth, like demoing the bikes that he was supposed to be demoing, et cetera, et cetera. And like, if you were paying attention to his stories while he was at the fest, like he's like, yeah. all right, I'm finally getting a chance to ride and I am getting on a plane to go home in an hour. Like that's how his life is. It is hustle. Yeah. You kind of feel for him sometimes. I I'm do. glad I I'm do. a little I'm like, guy. That's, that's what I was <laughs> kind of talking to you about earlier before we went live it's like you know it, it as your channel gains a certain magnitude there's like this you hit this level of critical mass where it's almost like this can become a prison if you're not careful and i i uh i'm not sure if i want to ever get to that point you know like yeah. sure i'm not huge but like i can it's still live my life and i can still go out and ride by myself for a day and like it won't penalize me yeah you're you're comfortable you can still go ride no one's but like you get torn yeah. apart like just the maker i'm sure is is gotten probably like that at that point and yeah she she gets <laughs> pretty busy she gets pretty busy for sure but uh so you got a hundred miles in what mm -hmm. were some besides that the big party what were some of the highlights during that festival uh so it, i spent a majority of my time with the sr suntour crew uh mm -hmm. because i had you know just freshly created that relationship with them and along with that you know kyle and april were in at that tent. So we spent a lot of time with them and it was, it was just a lot of fun. You know, we're, we're all friends. So it was a good time. Oh, here, Chicken Sundays brings it up. So you feel like you can help others and just a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. You can create much more like connected relationships with your audience uh, being, you know, smaller scale. And then at some point, like you can't pay attention to everybody anymore. And yeah, you do have to make yeah. that decision of what, what you want for your channel. Again, pedaling back, back to Seth. Don't want to bring him up too much. No, you no brought his bike. What possessed you where you were that much of a fan? You were like, I just got to get, well, I knew I that he was, this. I knew that he was going to make a video about whoever uh, bought it. And I was mm -hmm. in a position where I had an LLC uh, for creating content and stuff like that. So that bike was a write-off, you know? So I was like, let's do this. Nice. You know what I mean? Is that bike still in your house? No, it is not. He's not watching. No, he, he wouldn't care. He knows. <laughs> I mean, I'm six foot. He's five foot four. That bike did not fit me. Um, 
So, uh, last, <laughs> it, you know, we did one more rebuild of it. I made it like a, a dirt jumper type of build. Uh -huh. um, but eventually it got to a point where it was just collecting dust. I was never riding it. And it's really a fantastic little bike, regardless of whether it's that bike or not. And I was like, there's somebody out here that can enjoy this. Enjoy. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to list it. I'll put the tail. I'll let them know exactly whose bike this is, but I don't, I'm not going to try to price gouge or anything like that. You're going to pay what this thing's worth. And, um, which wasn't a whole lot. I think I sold it for like, cause I took all the wireless shifting and stuff off of it. It was pretty basic. Yeah. I think I sold it for like 1200 bucks. And as far as I know, it is, um, at Ray's indoor park pretty regularly. Like the guy who bought it was buying it to ride at Ray's. Oh, wow. So it's, a, it's still out there I doing mean, its you, thing. You paid good money for it, but it went to a trail. Yes. Yeah. You. So that the trail system that I was telling you about earlier at Bogachito State Park, that mm -hmm. 5k went into the pot to help develop that. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And then it was a fun chapter in my life. And like, in general, like I'm not very tied to material things. Like it's just stuff. So like it didn't like hurt me or anything to sell the bike and, you know, know that someone else is enjoying it. I'm glad it's being used because it was just wasting away here. Yeah. I mean, it's a bike. It needs to be ridden. Exactly. You know, you had that moment of, of YouTube history in your, in your house. Yep. Those and memories live forever. And like I said, <laughs> I made some friendships that are still going uh, based off of that decision. So you know, it, it served its purpose and it's time to move on. Again, we had Finland. Now we have, now we have New Zealand in the house. I just. That's so cool. <laughs> Octo dad. Yes. He has TVs folks. He has eight kids and he has televisions. Um, what let's talk about these friendships since you've moved to Bentonville mm -hmm. as a creator, have you been able to create with others have you been able to collab talk talk to me about here collaborations and, here and there so like i just did a century ride on road bikes for bikes online and i that was a bit of a collab like uh kyle joined me for that and that was mm -hmm. that was a mission that was a long ride but uh not not a whole lot of collabs going on i would say in fact most of the time when somebody uh, like a youtuber is in town it's actually more important for me to bring no cameras and be that fellow YouTuber that just wants to go out there and spend time with you and ride, get to know you. Like, like let's be friends yeah. and let's put all the, all that to the side for now and just like enjoy this moment. And that's, that's kind of the approach that I take. Like when I met Maddie active, um, I brought a GoPro just in case, like, like I said, if we got a, a cool lap in or something like that or something I could use in a future video, but I did not go out there with the intention of being like, What's up, everybody? I'm, I'm filming with Maddie Active. Check out this collab video. Like that was not the intention. You know, we we just wanted to have fun, and we did. Fun I mean, was fun was had. Fun was had, and that's all you need. What up? Uh, but but you have collabed. Uh, how is the community out there? Because everyone, I think, I think when you get a house, you get a bike. Mm -hmm. um, is the, is it, is it a tight knit community out there, or is there just so many? It's I feel like everybody's riding a, a mountain bike out. There. Everybody rides, which is great. And I think it's all very, it's a very supportive community that, and you know, everyone's all in on mountain biking, which I think is great, but like anything in life, you know, that you could argue, Oh, there's clicks and stuff like that. And there's yeah. some of that, but I mean, it's okay. That's life, you know? Oh yeah. That's anywhere you go. You're gonna, oh, yeah. Sorry. But no, it's, it's a good community and there's a ton to ride. Um, I like going out though, more so during the week, when everyone else is at work, when the trails are quiet, I find that that's the most 
uh, therapeutic time for me. You get that? Oh, it's Jared. Sometimes, sometimes people do recognize me. Surprisingly, like it always catches me off guard because, uh, like, you know, my channel is like if you look at the number, it's it's a decent number. Like twelve thousand is a decent looking number, but it's not like huge. You know, so you don't expect to like go out and have somebody like, oh my goodness, it's you. But it happens sometimes, which is always, it's, it's interesting. It's got to happen. I mean, it's, like I said, I, I don't even live anywhere near where you've ever lived. And here you are. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah, worry yeah. if I saw you. Yeah, I, but you're in the community. Like, you know, you're out here where, you know, making content and stuff too. So it's, yeah, this is, it's kind of my deal now. It's so funny. Like people are like, oh, you know, this guy, you know. I spend a lot of my free time watching mountain bike videos on YouTube because at some point I'm hoping to interview you. I got to know some of your content. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Octodad, New Zealand. What's your, look how he spells favorite. Uh -huh. um, yep. I see it. I've got, so I've got three that I'm actually really excited about. Favorite. Um, so I'll just touch briefly on all of them. So I have the 23 polygon D seven S E here, um, which is, I think they're selling it right now on sale for like only $12.99 here in the States, which is absolutely mental. It's a it's a down country full suspension uh, bike based off the original D7, but they switched it to a boost front end and stuff like that. And I don't know, that bike just, it's a slayer. Like I took it out and I was throwing it around really beating on it. And it, it is a lot of fun, like unsuspectingly incredible for the price point. I'm thrilled to have that bike here right now. Um, but the other two, uh, one would be the Siskiyou T6e, which is based on the Siskiyou T platform, but an e-bike. It's my first e-bike that I have in my possession. So obviously that's been really cool. Um, and then the other one is the Marin Elroy, which is a super slack, hardcore, hardtail made of steel that I'm stoked wow. about. Yeah. yeah. So again, you're a gearhead. You, you, you know what you like. You, you know what parts you like you like the feel yep um, are are you with the polygon and the do you get a lot of marines i know you got uh so yeah i have some, yeah, marine, have some marine, marine bikes here um i've and over the course of this year i've had four but right now i only have two two of them have already been sent back um because right now bikes online is focusing more on the polygon stuff which is fine um but i have the alpine trail seven that that bikes online had sent me. Um, and I just told them they're not getting that one back. Like I plan on buying that one whenever they decide to let me pay for it or whatever. Wow. Um, that I really like it and I've personalized it majorly. So it's not going, it's not going back. It's not going back. And then the, uh, Elroy, the hardtail that I just posted tonight on my Instagram. Um, that one, I actually worked out with Marin directly. So that one is, uh, mine. Oh, wow. I find it, it. Do you have? Is there is there a uh, conflict of interest? Is there a is a problem? They send you a bike. You have a contract. You're making whatever. You're working with, and for sort of uh, bikes online. Are you allowed to just be honest? I'm always honest. Like okay. I, yeah. So like yeah. I'm not. If I'm never going to say something about a bike that I don't find true. Good. Because that, that's a major conflict of interest for me. Like, I don't want to ever be that guy. That's, um, I, I, obviously, I, obviously, we have to tread lightly about how we word things when you're under like, you know, a corporate brand like Bikes Online. Like, I, I may be a little bit more blunt and rough around the edges if I would say something on Cure Cycling. 
Whereas like it has to be softened, um, you know, when you're, you're creating it as work for somebody else, but yeah. it's always the same general message, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was wondering that it, it's, it, I, I was a movie critic out in LA and I worked for a company, won't name anybody, but they had put a movie out and I had to review the movie and I worked for the same company and I hated the movie. I had to tread so lightly. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like, well, do you want, do they come to you and say, well, fortunately fortunately in this, in this realm with mountain bikes, I don't think there's a single bike in this world. I'm going to get on and say, wow, I hate this. So that's the good news. Um, But as far as like the bikes that I've been aboard um, this year so far, like with all the polygons and stuff like that, there's never been a bike that like I didn't, at some point learn to get along with. I think the most challenging bike to get along with has been the Colossus N9, but it's just because it's so big. And I mean, but that's okay. You know, it's a downhill gravity slaying bike and I don't really live in that terrain. So like, it's not going to shine here like the Siskiyou T would. And that doesn't make, mean it's a bad bike. It's just that it's not right. the ideal application for Bentonville. I'm sure if I brought it out to Colorado, it'd probably be the perfect bike. You yeah. know what I mean? I get what you're saying. It is interesting what you're saying. I don't think any of us who've been riding for any amount of time would get on a bike and be like, no, didn't like it. Didn't have uh, There are certain aspects that you're going to find like, this didn't work for me. I'll just change it out. Correct. Yeah. And the standards have gotten so tight across brands, like for what's considered modern geo, et cetera, et cetera, that all bikes have gotten good. Yeah. And a lot of times if you're not gelling with a bike, it's one of two things. It's probably not the bike itself, but the tune, like the way the suspension set up or maybe the tire pressure, like the tune of the bike is, could be an issue or two. It could be your riding skills. You know, I used to blame my bikes a lot, but at the time, like back in Louisiana, I would, you know, Oh, I need better parts to clear this jump. No, I don't. I just need to become a better rider. Like better. Sometimes people blame the bikes too much. I I would, I would say bikes are probably 10 to 20% of the battle. 80% is up to 80% is the rider itself, which is why people like Sam Pilgrim can go to Whistler and ride a line on a cruiser bike, you know, cause he's got the full 80% there. He can be on the, you know, get 0% from the bike and still clean everything. Cause he's Sam Pilgrim. He's Sam Pilgrim. God, did you see his latest? With the tennis balls? Tennis balls. The stuff that that guy does is so unique and original and so far out there. He is incredible. That's one guy I haven't had an opportunity to meet. I don't know if he'll ever be stateside though. So I don't know if I ever will run into him, but he's, I appreciate what he does. He's a complete, you know, kind of got some loose screws and he knows it and it's awesome. And he plays with it. I mean, yeah, he just just leans into it. My wife's always like, why hasn't he gotten his tooth fixed? I'm like, because he's Sam, like he doesn't, he doesn't need a tooth. It, it works with him. He's yeah, that's, crazy. That's his vibe. Missing tooth. Yeah. Speaking of Sam Pilgrim, are there, are there, are there uh, YouTubers that, that kind of didn't mold you, but inspired you? Oh YouTubers. yeah. Seth heavy. Seth. Heavy. Yeah. He was probably number one. And if you really watch my content with the, and, and you know his material from like, say, 2016, 2018, you'll see that I pull a lot of inspo with how I format things. Really? Yes. He's 
probably the biggest uh, reason. Cause I mean, at one point, like I was just, I was watching him on TV, let's say 27, 2018. I was like, why can't I do this? Like, why am I not doing this? And then eventually I was like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> he did it. I think he's a South Florida guy. He was, he lived in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Now he's and in North Carolina, but yes. A lot of his stuff. And I watched him when it was, and people still refer him as Seth Bikes Hacks. Yeah. I still watch his stuff from like the 2016 to 2018 era because it's, like it's almost like a time machine for me. Like if I ever need to be reinvigorated on why I started doing this, I go back and watch those. And I just, it's, it's like, you know, your comfort series, you know, you yeah. watch it just to feel good. It's funny. Cause I had watched him and then, you know, there was times that fell away and I stopped watching YouTube or whatever. A buddy said, Hey, this guy's here in South Florida. You should watch him. And the, the trails that he did a lot were just eight miles from my house. Yeah. And he did a, a, on how to fall properly. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's interesting. And then next thing I know, I'm like, I get it back onto YouTube years later. I'm like, Berm Peak, this is the same guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you know, I really love the old stuff. And this goes back to the conversation earlier about smaller yeah. channels. I find myself now watching more smaller content because I love that home brewed. I made this myself feel. I don't, not that like Seth's new content isn't good. It's first class, but it just has like a, it's become a little bit more like corporate turn and burn. And he knows that, you know, like he's a, yeah. he's a monster on the scene now. So like, that's fine. You know, that's part of the evolution of getting bigger uh, and gaining that, that sort of magnitude. But for me personally, I really love that smaller home brewed feel of content. Yeah. Um, like one of my favorite creators that I watch religiously, and it's not just because he's my friend, is Cobra Kyle. His his stuff's so good, man. So I good. Look him up. I, I I may have I've probably run into some of his videos. He's got a lot of like comedy that if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. It's okay. very like it's dry humor, but if you like the kind of stuff, you'll love it. He's dry he's, and under. It's like down here, but yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. I gotta it, look it, him up. Yeah, he makes really good stuff. <clears throat> I think you bring up an interesting thing is, is the homegrown. You get to a certain point, it becomes a show. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you could take what he's doing and put it on television. And it's, yeah, it's so produced. It's so well lit. It's so, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. No, Don't I think, think it's fantastic wrong. that he's made it to that level. I mean, that's, that's where, you know, I would imagine 99% of YouTubers would like to, you know, stumble into that at some point it, you yeah. know, that, that's the dream but uh yeah I, I do find it interesting that you bring that up because i do like the the raw the yep. guy shooting with his phone yeah i love i love a humble video like that i, I don't know how to describe it like it, it's almost like the early seth stuff it was so underproduced like especially in terms of audio that it had like this strange asmr like comforting vibe to it and that's just gone it's not, he doesn't have that element anymore. Now, do you, now, will you, with you saying that, do you still try to keep your stuff? Um, I have a certain standard grounded? for how, yeah. I, how I'd like mine to come off. So I would say that like, I mean, this is just personal opinion, but I think that like where my stuff now is probably more polished than early Seth. Uh, Cause I, you know, mm -hmm. I lean into more music. Like there's no, there's no point in those in the video normally where there's no music unless I want like an awkward pause. Yeah. Um, but you hear someone breathing while riding. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty polished at this point. Like um, obviously it can always be better. 
It's really good. How did you get into the gear? Are you um, like what? What are you using? You're you just. I shoot Canon. Um, I've got an R6 EOS R6 mirrorless and an EOS R7 mirrorless. Um, that was new for 23. I, I started on the M50, which a lot of YouTubers use when they're first starting out because it's like a six or seven hundred dollar mirrorless camera that's solid, can record 4K 24 and all this and that. Yeah. Um, but I moved up substantially in 23 because I, you know, with bikes online on the horizon, I sold the propane and the ISO and took that money and allocated it for cameras. Yeah, cameras are so important because I, I mean, I shoot all my little reels with my my phone here and they're, they're reels, but yeah. I, I do have some ideas for, and I have GoPro and I have a 360 camera, but there it's important. It is like, yeah, if, like if somebody's it, getting view, into this. Yeah. If you can swing it, definitely get the better camera. Like, especially in terms of stuff like my B roll and of the bikes, it's so polished this year because of the camera gear like the onboard stabilization and these higher end cameras and the onboard stabilization of these higher end lenses. It's yeah. just out of this world. Like it looks like I'm using a gimbal and I'm not. So yeah. I have a super fast workflow. Like I'm not setting up a bunch of stuff. I'm literally grabbing my camera and filming the bike and it just looks so balanced and amazing. Nice. I, I'm taking this advice from you because I have a, a written piece that I want to do. I want to do a review my wife's e-bike that mm-hmm. it's kind of mine. Um, Classic, <laughs> the classic yeah, it's, yours, it's yours, honey. But it, it's a community. Why is, why is my e-bike a size large? I don't know. <laughs> she, um, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about it lately, and I'm like, I, I think I need, because she's a photographer, still a photographer. She's got a Canon that shoots. What? Oh, here we go. We started. Uh, we just stirred up all <laughs> all caps, honey. What ca- what camera do you have? Because I think I want you to shoot my video with that. He's a Canon guy too. Yeah, if she's shooting yeah. Canon, she's probably rocking something pretty solid. Well, it's it's a few years old, so it's That's not it's not the new. But yeah, I think you know what's funny with you guys. Either you're a Nikon or a Canon guy. Oh no! In in this in this scene, uh, almost everybody's Sony. Yeah, Evan shoots Sony, Seth is Sony. I'm pretty sure Bobo's Sony. A lot of people are Sony. The only reason I didn't switch to the Sony um, ecosystem is because I already had lenses and I know how to operate Canon, so I just stayed. Mike, I'm telling you, man, life has been busy. I got this stupid finger thing. It's going to happen, buddy. Stay on it, Mike. Yeah, because I told Mike, as I said, I just want to make him proud with, you know, from his bike stuff. Stay on him. No, that's funny. Yeah, 5D Mark IV. So yeah, that's a um, older. That's not a mirrorless camera. That's a DSLR, but I think it's uh, still pretty solid. You don't have a mirrorless, honey. No, I mean DSLR is still good. <laughs> the lenses do suck you in. She is correct. That like once once you've bought like a, a couple pieces of expensive glass, you're not going to want to leave and get a different brand because it's just you're you're so invested at that point. Okay. There's there's a question I wanted to ask you. You're 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 your big gearhead. Your oh, you had a budget electric shifter. Oh, the Archer. Yeah, Archer I wanted to talk shifter. to you about that one. Oh, that product was super good. I just I, I don't have it here anymore because oh, yeah. I the T7 that it was installed on. Like I use it as bait to get the bike sold. So oh. it just left with that bike but no that product was really good and 
the adjustability of it was actually pretty phenomenal. It's cool how like you could shift anything from like three speed, if that exists, all the way up to, I think they had it set up to take on like 15 speed, which doesn't exist yet, you know? So like it could do whatever. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty impressed with that because, you know, you can spend thousands of dollars or, you know, close, you know, thousand dollars and you were rocking that for what, three ninety nine and Yeah, and you it, just hook it up to whatever drivetrain you, you got. Um, it's, it's definitely a cool product. Um, but the more I ride, the more I take on a less is more mentality. I'll be honest. Like I'm perfectly happy with like a Shimano Deor 12 speed or even a Shimano Deor 11 speed. Now. Um, I just want something reliable. That's easy to fix and cheap to fix that I can just beat on. And the mid range stuff does it well. So now being a gearhead, what, what's the, do you got to constantly, cause you're a content creator too. You're like, oh, I got to get this for this and I got to get this for this bike and let's try this out. Or is, is there an Amazon box or, or a bike shop box at your front door every day? Mm, sometimes I go, I go through waves of that. Like if yeah. I, if I go to say, oh, I want to build this bike and I, you know, once the first domino falls of a bike build, it doesn't, the dominoes don't stop falling until I've gotten everything I want for it. Um, but there'll be sizable lulls between bike builds. So like the, the, uh, Elroy that I just did, that, that was a, uh-huh. there's a lot of packages arriving for that one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's another box out. Your wife's like, there's another box out. By the yeah. Box. She, she's used to it. But at the same time, there's always stuff going out. So I have a, a cure cycling oh. eBay store where like the, the new takeoff parts that I'm, I decide I'm not interested in. I sell them and I normally sell them pretty cheap. Oh, nice. Well, where can we find your extra parts? Is that online somewhere? It is on eBay, the Cure Cycling store. It's there. Oh, there you go. Let's sell that, man. Get on a Cure Cycling yeah. eBay. Yeah, I've got a really good Marzocchi Z1 up right now that I'm surprised nobody's bought. It's brand new, but whatever. Wow. <laughs> Favorite so- editing software, I use the Adobe Suite. So I, I use all Adobe products. I have the Premiere for video, uh, Photoshop, and Lightroom for photos, and I lean into all of it. Car rental corporate guy adobe how did that were you bashing your head into the screen of your computer when you first started uh, editing or did uh, you so I, st- I started like i told you i started on the cell phone yeah cell phone so you got the and I, I had imovie um that i was using and imovie get, it's like everyone's first foray into editing and um i think my first like three videos were on there. And then I can't remember who it was, but somebody's like, look, you got to get off iMovie. Like if you want to take your videos, uh, the Marzocchi trail pimp, it's 140 travel Z one. But anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> uh, if somebody was like, look, you gotta, if you want to take your videos to the next level, you got to get off iMovie. I think it might've been Evans MTV saga. Cause we were coming up around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well, fortunately one of my patrons who is still one of my patrons on Patreon, he lets me use his Adobe suite and it's still been the, that way. It's been that way for years and he supports me in that way. And he's a great guy. Nice. But, the, but you learn, but it was still like, I mean, cause I remember many moons ago. When I'm I still first... learning. Yeah. So I'm... like it, it takes, it definitely takes time and I'm always learning new stuff. Like I was on FaceTime probably a few months back with Kyle Warner and he was teaching me a lot of like ways to speed up my workflow. Um, Cause that's one of the things he hammers on. It's like, 
Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that people do on videos that they think people are noticing, like color grading and stuff like that, that you really don't need to do. Nobody cares. Not on YouTube anyway. Um, so like, you know, he was coaching me and teaching me a lot of like hot keys and stuff to really speed up my workflow. Uh, so normally like a full video that I'll put either on bikes online or cure cycling, um, I'll churn that out in four to eight hours. So one day is normally all it takes. I try to color grade everything, even on my phone. If I do a reel, I kind of, the real the thing I did today saying I was interviewing. Unless it's like just straight up off, like you look at it and you're like, ooh, I'm orange or ooh, I'm blue. Then yeah, like you might need to color grade it. But like, so like on these new Canons or the new, new Sony stuff, you just, you can set that to auto white balance and whatever it captures is normally pretty good. And then like you can hop on the Premiere and just click the auto button. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like color grading and whatever it spits out is normally pretty good. And that's all we do. Like just boom. How, uh, have you, have you gotten your wife in, into helping you with the video films? Like, yeah. Oh, really? All the third person shots lately. That's all her. I was about to ask She's you. She's getting you... very good. <laughs> some of the <laughs> shots, some of the shots she gets are so spot on. Like I'll look at it like, dang, very good. Yeah, see, my, I didn't know if you had like another mountain biker out there and be like, or you had one of your friends or another creator pulling yeah. the camera for you. Yeah. See that Mike's chiming in. I'm with you. I never color grade. It takes too much time. 100%. Yeah. Like uh, imagine, think about how silly that is. Like, isn't somebody going to be on, on, on your video and be like, oh my gosh, like this shot totally needs more magenta. I'm out of here. Like, no, you know, like they're, they're not watching it for that. Like this is not you know, a production for, um, cinema. Yeah. You know, you're right. I mean, I guess with the phony, the, the, the automatic iris and all this other weird stuff yeah. that goes on, but with, with cameras nowadays, even with the, the GoPro, I've got the GoPro 11, the color is amazing on that. Yeah. The colors have gotten very good. And I mean, sometimes with GoPro, you do have to watch it though. It can be overbaked and they'll saturate too heavy. Right. Um, but for the most part, everything's gotten pretty good. And like, I don't want to allocate my energy because energy is finite into like, into a time suck, like color grading to perfection. <laughs> you know, like the, what's more important is like your scripting and your audio, you know, you want that dialed. Like that's, that's key. And, and old Seth is a perfect example, exemplification of that. The audio is all that matters. I remember when he, he said it in an interview, he's like, audio's first, clips are second always. And like, just to like reinforce this concept, I watch a lot of Lego channels. I love Lego. That's like another little hobby of mine. Oh, and wow. like a lot of the big Lego channels, they just put pictures on screen. Like there's nothing crazy going on visually, but the audio and the, the scripting that they unpack, like the details verbally, uh -huh. it's everything. And it's the reason why they're pulling millions of views. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit, but you're right with the the audio and I and as a professional, I realize in in this realm, audio is important. Well, when I'm shooting a reel or something on my phone, I don't care. But it, Bobo just did a whole video, and it. it's like it's fifty percent of what you're seeing is the audio. Yeah, sound is so and important. It, well, what are you working? What do what do you what do you got going on with for your audio? We we know your cameras now. What I'm all doing? I'm all road. I actually have my camera bag here. Uh, okay. Let's see. I'm just saying now for anybody who's watching, this is just for me now. I'm I'm taking advantage. This is the road NTG. This is my shotgun. Really good. What I like about this one is that it can it it'll record in two different channels, and one will be 
uh, zero decibels and the other one will be negative 20. So just in case your zero decibel channel is like clipping, you can, uh -huh. use, the, you can use the other one and still salvage the audio, which is brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, he was in, in, in car rentals. And then uh, Rode Wireless Go. But uh, these have been a little bit problematic. Uh, they're You're great. So big. They're great mics, but uh, I'm I'm really looking at the new DJ DJI stuff. I've heard yeah. a lot of good stuff about their wireless mics. So. Yeah, I just they're so those things are so bulky. I'm so used to wearing micing people up with a lob, and it's on there. I can still do that. There, it has a jack if I want to lab it up. But like again, uh, it's about workflow. Nobody's going to turn off my video because my mic is too big on my shirt. See that. Thank you, because I just bought. Where the fuck is it? It's right here. I just bought because I do shoot with my phone a lot. I bought, of course, Amazon mm -hmm. for my phone. But look at this thing. This is for you guys. This isn't for you folks. This, I'm just. I'm just now. Look at that. that looks to fine. me, it's too big. I mean, yeah, I like, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's not going to inhibit your video. Again, this is this is this was all for me, folks, not the viewers or the people listening. Again, taking a pause out. If you're new to this channel, I am on Spotify and iTunes. <laughs> Sorry, had to get that. What's in, in the camera oh, bags? Yeah. What's in, what's what's in your camera bag? The R7. The R7. Yeah, the R7. Honestly, the R7 is cheaper than the R6, and it's a crop sensor instead of a full frame. But I use the R7 much more. I just love the story that you were in corporate and now you're, you're, you're a camera guy. You're talking about decibels and it's just, yeah. So a lot it's of the, the life you put yourself into now. Right. And a lot of the camera gear, audio gear stuff. And like my, like I learned on the field working, but a lot of that also came from Evan. He is, uh, he's maniacal. He's very, he's very, very keen, very smart about, uh, camera stuff audio stuff. I learned a lot from him in the three months that we worked together. Yeah. What, um, book bike wise, are you going to put out something for this new bike that you just showed us today on eventually? Yeah. So like the, the way that my channel is going to be going moving forward, mm -hmm. um, just because my, my time is limited, uh, since I do so much for bikes online, I'm going to be focusing heavily on like very quality, but almost like niche case study type topics. Like when I got the Elroy in, I was like, hmm, should I review the Elroy stock? And I immediately came up with no, because there's only two, <laughs> there's only two types of people that are going to be watching an Elroy review. People who are about to buy the bike and people who already have the bike and want to be in re reinforced that they bought the right bike. Okay. That's a pretty small subset of people. I The types of videos that I want to make moving forward are the types of videos where it's like, okay, this is a weird topic about mountain biking, but anybody would be like, yeah, I'm curious. I want to watch this. It could be a, a guy who's riding a pivot. It could be a guy who's riding a Walmart bike. It could be anybody. As long as they like mountain biking, they might look at this topic and say, I'm actually pretty curious about that. So that's the angle that I'm taking with all my future topics are going to be case studies. Interesting. That uh, while you're saying this, my I was thinking of this question. Like, when when, when did the, the the ideas come? Like, are they always going or all? no? It, it, like anything creative, it ebbs and flows. And when I have something that I think is a potential idea that could be good, I lean into my network. 
Um, so again, I, I got on a call the night before my century ride called Kyle Warner with three topics that I had dreamt up. And I was like, what do you think of these? And he expanded on it a little bit and, um, you know, help, help sharpen it. Um, normally like I'm pretty close, but I, I'll lean into people like that because they can be like, this isn't quite right. Do this instead. So for example, since this is in the past, I'll bring this up. So yeah. like, uh, with SR Suntour, I was, I think the original title was like this, you know, SR Suntour shreds or whatever, you know, like, let's just say that was the title. Kyle was like, see the problem with that title is, although like, it's good that you're excited about the product, you're essentially revealing your bias right off the top. So anybody who doesn't agree with you is not going to watch. So your title and your topic yeah. has to like have this like definitive neutrality about it to where any writer, any with any brand loyalty, whatever, might click through to see what you're going to, what you find out. Yeah. Wow. There is so much involved in creating these videos. I just have to talk and ask questions. You, you guys got the thumbnails. I mean, I have thumbnails, but you, there's so much that goes into this for you. Yeah. Thumbnails. Like that's another thing that I learned from both. I would say both Evan and Kyle is, is the importance of the thumbnail. Um, I used to just kind of like be a little bit lazy about it. And I'm sure there's still a lot of room for me to grow in terms of like generating thumbnails, but my thumbnails nowadays are anywhere from, you know, normally about two hours of work of right. exp, exp, like playing with colors and the sizes of particular objects, just tweaking it over and over and over until it's like, there it is. Yeah, but you got to do that. This is your bread and butter. A lot of people probably don't, you know. Yeah, un like, unfortunately, the thumbnail is so heavy, you know, because if they don't, if they don't click the thumbnail, the video never gets watched. It could be a perfect video, flawless, yeah. the type of video that's going to score 100 percent retention. But if only one person clicks out of 100, you're screwed. Like it's never, it's they, never going to get. Sure they have classes on that. I got to get. I got to get in there. I think I have fun little lines but well my, my my best advice for anybody uh if we've got content creators still here watching the stream is like look at your look at your favorite big channel and figure out what you can learn and how you can emulate that but make it your own because they know what they're doing i'm oh, sorry so again got my watch is vibrating so you're good dude. Accident. you're good um, where was i going god you're so yeah you're so good at <laughs> you're you're so deep oh here it is is it tough to tell people that you're a content creator? Like people like me and people like some other people that I've interviewed, this is like their thing. They're a content creator. And it says, this is your life. Right. So do yeah. you have trouble going, oh yeah, YouTube. What? Uh, I think it's still met with some misunderstanding pretty often, but um, at the same time, where because of where I'm located now, I feel like it's a little bit more normalized. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's not, it's, I, it, it definitely at first, you know, when you're first starting like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start doing this. People are like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to get a real job, you clown. You know, I had family members that were like, you know, eventually you're going to have to do something for real. Like you can't just buy all this bike stuff and write it off because you X, Y, Z, you know, you got to make money. It's like, ha, ah, well, I am now. So. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But I've, I, it's a lot of people, especially older people, don't understand that the you're not doing anything different than what's on TV. 
the, those people on TV are content creators. No, exactly. You're, but I mean, you're, but we become a jack of all trades, really, because we're like we're the writers, the production team, the face. We're all of it. So yeah, you learn a lot of good skills. Um, yeah, you, you're doing. You're the one man band. But what I'm saying is, is, is YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. You're responsible for all that, but it, it's content. And to, to explain it to older people, it's, I feel like you just go, you know, this, I'm creating entertainment. I'm creating content. Yeah. And, and from the watching brand, me. from the brand perspective, like for the, you know, the folks that the, the older heads that want to know about the dollar signs aspect of it, it's like, right. this is what sells products now straight up. Like right. this is what sells products. But um, to answer Octodeck, because I see this question on screen, is the arrow oh. like good uphill with such a slack head angle? I haven't ridden it yet. Um, but the but one thing that you have to take into consideration with a hardtail is that because the rear end never sags, but only the front sags, immediately upon getting on the bike, that head angle steepens, right? So yeah. like on a full suspension, the head angle um, is pretty much going to stay as slack as it started out because the rear suspension is compressing with the front suspension. But on a hardtail... Only the front's compressing, so the head angle gets steeper, which is why on hardtails now you'll see the head angles get really ridiculous. They'll be like, yeah, it's a 62, because by the time you're on the bike, it's probably a 65. There you go. Back to the content creator, blah, blah, blah. Um, where was I going? Oh, you're talking about – I was telling my wife, I was, I was explaining to an older person, not much older, I said, how how many how how often do you watch commercials? And they were like, are we we fast forward or we watch the show? Skip them. Yeah, people skip them. You skip them. Yeah. So the content creators are actually the ones that are selling the products, the polygons. I didn't know anything about polygon until I got onto YouTube. Right. I mean, yep. it's people like you that are selling. Now, when you say you're you're with polygon and stuff, you're not just doing your own YouTube stuff. For them. Are you working with them, creating content with them? So I create the content for Bikes Online and their channel. And uh, Bikes Online is just like probably the world's biggest distributor of Polygon bikes. So the content I create isn't for Polygon. It's I, meant, I, I meant Bikes Online. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's for Bikes Online. Yeah. So, yeah. but you, you create content with them as well as just your... And your YouTube channel? Yeah, I, I create more content for them for their channel at the moment than I do for my own. My So like my channel at the moment is more passion driven, occasional, like I said, case studies. That's what like if you really want to see like a passion piece by me, that's mm -hmm. where you go. But if you just want to see like what I'm up to and what bike I'm riding uh, for bikes online right now, definitely check out that channel. Oh, and now when you're on bikes online, do you have full creative control or are you? Uh, I don't, I don't really get to pick the topics. No. Really? So we, we have meetings and we base it off of what we think um, the audience wants to see. Yeah. So there's a lot of analytic analytics going on behind the scenes uh, to try to figure out what our next topic is going to be. And um, I create the video around those topics. Oh man, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that they had a channel with you on it. I just thought it was you. Well, yeah, you yeah. If you go to the bikes online channel, like um, it's it's a lot of me. Um, but we have two other uh, presenters. Um, we have Wendy, uh, who's from the channel Whoa. Josh and Wendy, 
And then we have Phil, who is, uh, man, what was the name of this channel? He barely ever, he barely ever does anything anymore. We started out of a garage. (laughs) Trail talk, trail talk, MTB that that's Phil. But look, you, you, you look here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, we are, if, if again, if you're just on Spotify, we're looking at Bikes Online YouTube page. Boom, your face right there. Yeah. So then there's Phil um, right next to me. He's a he's an Aussie. He's a great guy. But yeah, me, him, and, jo- and uh, Wendy from the channel, Josh and Wendy, we make all the content for Bikes Online. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, I got to say, I just thought you just, they sent you bikes and you did things on your YouTube. No. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I'm turning out a lot of videos. Um, wow. Mostly for them at the moment, I do three full length videos for them a month and five shorts a month. So I'm pretty active there. What's up everybody. And welcome back you, to bikes. Online. There you go. So that's, no, so, uh, wow. So let's go back. Let's, let's go. And maybe this is what I was going to ask you is, Oh, where are you? Where's Kira Cycling? There it is. You're you're probably putting out more content for them. I am 100. Yeah, percent You got three weeks. Yeah, one. yeah. You can see I haven't done much, and then that Sun Tour video is like my first like official like case study type video, and it's doing pretty well. So that's what, why I'm going to kind of stick with that type of format. Yeah, forty three thousand views is pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. Do you look at those sometimes? Just like yes. Oh yeah. I got super, I was super stoked that that one was uh, churning out views. That was a great moment. It's good to throw a win on the board. Cause like for a while, like, like I said, I was just putting random stuff up there and it wasn't really performing, but I was like, you know what? I've learned a lot. I've got all this equipment. I need to just like work hard and put together a really strong, like portfolio type video. Um, and that was the Sun tour video. And it, fortunately it, it worked. Well, I got to ask you a question. <laughs> Have you done a short? Well, because you you've been since short tap and you've already had your audience. Um, or even have you looked back at a video that you've done and were like, I wish I did it now, now that I have a bigger audience. No, um, the only I like if I ever up. was to have any sort of like regret like that, my only wish, I guess, is that I would have started everything sooner. You know, in an ideal world, I would have started in 2018 or something. Um, because it was easier back then. Like it, it really yeah. was, you know, there are people now, um, whose channels are very big that create a, a videos at a certain level that if they were to join YouTube now and create videos at that same level, yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't go anywhere, but it's because they were early adopters. They mm-hmm. have a, a decent size audience. The big ones. I just, I look at some of my shorts now and now that I have a bigger, audience on instagram mm-hmm. i was like man i wish i could re-put that out like i have those yeah. like, just you know i got it's okay I, just just you know you look at it and say okay what was it about this that was so good because like how can i replicate it with a different topic yeah you know and that's what you got to do because I, I was actually thinking about it the other night i'm, I'm sitting there going i had no subscribe I still but i mean like barely any subscribers barely any followers on instagram when i put out some what I thought was good content as, as reels or shorts. And I'm like, I looked at it and it was like 43 views. And I'm like, you never know what's going to hit, oh. but when it comes to reels and shorts, it's very, uh, you have to be very intentional and very quick. And you got, it's a timing thing. 
it's funny. I'll have like 3,500 views and that's a lot for me, me on, on Instagram. And then I go, that's a good number, put it on YouTube and I get like hundred. It's yeah. so weird. It's all timing on these things. Yeah. You never know what's going to hit though. It's kind of a, it is a little, there's a lottery element to it. Like I did yeah. a chain cleaning short. Um, Thank on you. YouTube, I had been- and that one is like well on its way to a million. And I don't really know why, like it's a good clip, but I've made a lot of good shorts of similar stature, but for some reason that one just popped, you know, you just never know. Um, I think with that one, like maybe it was, there was a bit of a controversy element, like the, the way that I clean chains is so ridiculous and so extra that people were just like, are you serious? So they're all just watching it. Like this guy's a maniac. It's just a visual thing. She's seeing the the oil, the the process. Yeah. But yeah. I thank you because I, I got to be honest with you. I wrote a bunch of notes and I left it at work. And that was one of them is that that one is blowing up. Yeah, that one's well on its way in a million, both on TikTok and YouTube. Oh, you're on is, TikTok as well. Yeah, TikTok. Actually, I'm doing okay there. Like I wouldn't say I'm, I'm big, but uh, I have kids that run up to me. And yes, I say kids because it, it's a younger crowd yeah. that come up to me and trail. They're like, oh, I know you from TikTok. So yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> you're you're yeah. TikTok famous with the kids. Yeah, I've got like, not I'm not huge. I think I have like 7,600 followers there. Um, awesome. But I have a couple that, uh, some really good ones that have performed well. So not wrapping, wrap, wrapping up, wrapping up, but are you happy you made this choice to become a content creator instead of, uh, we don't have any cars today. Well, like <laughs> I, uh, no, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely glad I took myself out of that scenario, yeah. but back to what we were talking about earlier. Like I really, one thing I've tried to, I try to lean into is like just being content wherever you're at. So am I happy? Yes. But in many ways, like it's a choice, you know, I I'm choosing to be happy. I'm looking at the, at the positives kind of like accepting the negatives for what they are as like a byproduct of being able to do what I do. I mean, that's anything in life. Like nothing's going to come with, without negatives. And your wife is still pushing you. She is. Yeah. She is just as much cure cycling as I am. Um, Mm -hmm. She is, I call her the breadwinner. She works a full-time gig and she kills it. And um, yeah, she supports, she supports and she's my filmer now too. So like she's nice. She's a beast. Here's the people that we chose to be with and, and to support us yep. downstairs, probably yep. falling asleep. I spent a lot of time today. trying to find the right one. And uh, I think I, I think I did a good job. I, you know what? I, I love the fact that my, and your wife is probably the same loves. She loves that. I find joy in this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. No, she's super stoked that like, I, you know, I've found something that I'm passionate about and that's working and, you know, Loves to see it. That's great. Does she get uh, this guy? Poor, poor. How are you doing it? You might soon. He's just going to have to get up and go to work. I don't know what he does, but yeah, he's we're not wrapping up yet. What does so, but where are we going? The wives. Does she get final say in the video or does she get any edit? Say, does she go? No, you didn't need to say that or no, not really. Uh, She'll have some, she'll have some advice sometimes. And I, Sometimes I'll take it, but sometimes, most of the time I won't. And I, I think it's just a normal husband dynamic. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. But no, she's, she's great. She's great. And she helps. Like I said, she helps a ton with the filming. She's gotten really good at it. 
Is she her, her worst critic when it comes to filming? She'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. Because at, at first, cool. like at first, when we were <laughs> we were beginning with her filming. It was a little rough, and like now she's, I guess, a little traumatized. She'd be like, yeah, I don't know if you're gonna like this clip. I'll look at it and be like, it's awesome. Like, let's roll next clip. Let's do it. Yeah, no, oh, she's gotten cool. really good. And folks, I think she's she's riding, or she's she back she does she does ride well. She's back now, but yeah, she rides bikes and some on days where it's like, we're filming a head to head. It's funny. Cause she'll have to hop on like, I don't know, like a large, uh, Colossus for a minute and like ride these pigs of bikes <laughs> for her size. It's so funny. Um, she's, she's home now. How, yeah. Can I ask you a secret? folks, we've talked earlier before you have what two dogs you said? Two. Yeah. We have two Cocker Spaniels. One of them is making eye contact with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, just, Daddy! he's just staring at me. Big old I smile. Just, I just want to know how you've kept them quiet while your wife was gone. Um, they're pretty chill. Yeah. Like they have their moments. Um, but normally it's like right when we wake up or right when we get home from being gone for a while, they'll, they're nuts, but no, they're pretty chill. You left us and you're back. Yeah. No, I can hear mine whining at the door. I don't know how he got upstairs because we actually have a gate to keep. Them yeah, up. if it was just the Aspen, my female, if it was just her before we got our, our second dog and I was, it, it was me alone in the house, yeah, she would probably be crying and scratching at the door. But no, she's good now that she's got a friend. Now, did you have them? Did you have them before you moved to Bentonville or were they? The Aspen, yes. The first dog. Yeah, she lived in Louisiana for a bit. Um, the second dog, we actually, he, he's from Louisiana and we purchased him while living up here. And we had, you know, we went down to visit home and picked him up on the way back up. That's all. I, I love dogs. Yeah, they're great. I, they, I don't I'll have, have to, to, I'll have to send you some stickers. Cause one of my stickers says like, believe in yourself and has my two dogs on it, making the ridiculous smiley tongue out face. Like, <sighs> do I, I have cure cycling stickers. Don't I? Did, did I send you some? I, I have so many stickers. My wife. If not, I'll send you, I'll send you some though. Like oh, the, the yeah, ones I, I printed this year have my two dogs on it. So I don't know if you have that one. I don't know if I have some or not. I don't know if we did it. I have, it got to a point. My wife was like, dude, you're 51 years old. And you're collecting stickers. And I'm yeah. like, you'll just have to, yeah, you just got to find a nice place to put them all, you know? Like, oh no, uh, I, I already have it built. There you I, go. I don't have a lot of space in this room. I got a, a Peloton, Peloton and a closet and all this other one. Yeah. So I built a backdrop that's going to literally probably be right behind me. Just sticker I'm, bomb it. I'm going to slap everyone's stickers on it. Yeah. I'd like to do something more permanent with all the stickers I've accumulated, but it, I don't think we're going to be at this house that I'm at forever either. It's just kind of where we ended up. Yeah, Where you start, your starter Bentonville house. Exactly. Yeah. We just had to get up here and this house we rent, we, we signed a lease on sight unseen because it was, it was that hard to find a place available within our budget. So we're just like, well, we just got to sign a lease and hope it's livable. Here we go. What are the Walmarts like up there? They're nice. Yeah. Are they like, uh, are they like special Walmarts? Are they like different? So Walmarts? the one in the, in downtown Bentonville is definitely special. It's just really clean and really like tidy. Um, I think it's considered like the corporate head Walmart and like one time I was here on vacation before I lived here, excuse me. Oh. <clears throat> and, um, they had Walmart employees from all over the world, Argentina, Japan, and they were all flocking to the inside of this Walmart taking pictures. So apparently it's pretty special. 
Uh, so yeah, there is a, a really nice Walmart in downtown Bentonville. I just, I just was cause that's, that's their main, yeah. that's their hub, isn't it? That's where. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, the, the, you see the Walton family guy, like the heirs to the throne, they're out and about riding. They're cool dudes. I've met them before. Really? Well, you went to the house. I didn't meet them there. Okay. No, well, apparently they, they just open a, they have an extra house that so, they let people. No. So they, in. they have this house called the Applegate house. You can Google it. Um, and they rent it to a family friend, but in the lease, apparently you have to have X amount of parties a year. You have to, the house was designed for parties. Nice. So the VIP, um, bike fest party happens there, <laughs> or at least it happened there this year. I don't know if it happens there every year. I love it. You got VIP folks. All thanks to the Suntour crew. That, like I said, they tagged me along. And it's not like I yeah. had some golden ticket handed to me or anything. They're like, nah, you're just coming with us. Come with us. Yeah. And, and things happened in that house during ben that shall not be No, it wasn't broken up. It wasn't uh, anything recorded. crazy. It was, it was just, a fa like I said, a real fever dream. Wow. Because uh, the house was was weird. Like uh, the way it's laid out, there's no doors anywhere. Like, And all the walls and ceilings are stone. And like... um. Yeah, I remember like walking into the bathroom. It's, it'd be like this really round room, and there's just a toilet in the middle of it, in the middle of the room. And like I said, there's no doors, so it's just it's just a weird layout. Like oh, I'm in here. Yeah, like when okay. when there were women that had to use the restroom or whatever, or even guys. Like normally they'd have friends like blocking the hallways. Like you shall not pass. Oh, it was God. crazy. Really strange layout. It's ridiculous. Well, dude, it's getting late for, for you, me, your wife's probably, she's home. You got the dogs. Indeed. Um, I can't thank you enough, dude. This, no, it's a pleasure pleasure coming on. So interesting to hear your story. And yeah, yeah. I feel here. like I got a lot of interesting things to talk about. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, you have. And I, I, I'm honored. Like I told you, I had, I'm not going to pull it up. I'm not going to embarrass myself with the other names. But I was a fan of his. I became, you know what? One one of the things that I really, and I'll bring this up, and I'll let you go. You a while back, you did a podcast live stream, something about giving something back for Christmas, and I think you had the Colorado kid. Yeah, yeah, that was in twenty one. I did a yeah, we did a, a live toy drive, and we we took whatever super chats I. Uh, was given in the live stream. We turned it all around and gave it to toys for tots. I think we did like yeah. seven, 700 bucks that night. It was really incredible. And that was one of the things that's one of the, I don't know if that's where I found you, but I think I found you before that, but then I really got to know you, your reasoning and, and this guy's giving back. And yeah, I, I feel like, and I mean, this isn't any sort of call out, but I feel like a lot of, big platforms underutilize like giving back. There's not a, there's not a lot of like philanthropy that goes on in the no. biking scene sometimes. I mean, there, there is, there is, no. don't get me wrong. It happens, but like, I don't know. I just, it's cool to like give back. Venicava, Elias, I'll see you in a couple weeks, brother. A little late, but did you, did you get a chance here. to see the other, the other Christmas special, the one I did this past year, 22? Yes. Yeah, that one was that one was incredible. Did I you got, work with again? Was that Rich Drew? Or? Yeah, Rich. Rich came on that day, but mm -hmm. like the what unfolded at the end of the tale was just like 
mind blowing. I really like how that ended. It, yeah, it had the feels. That was one of the. That's one of the like. Oh man! Like even when I go back and watch that video, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. Like those moments, like the fact that like something so small is like, oh, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel can lead to moments like that. It really. Yeah, it makes it worthwhile you know what i'm saying that's it's so far back i don't even think i could find it but that that one had the feels as the kid no, it wasn't too far back it's a little higher up go up uh, it's that one with the blue with the snowy background oh yeah yeah it's kind of a basic uh that was an experimental <sighs> thumbnail that i did um just trying out some different things but yeah that but video here at the end when you you yeah Come on, we got. I know we got We got to get. We got to pay Jared. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got something. I've got an idea. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, give him a second. Give him a second. Hey. The little kid was like completely starstruck and like dude. shocked. <laughs> He's still out there shredding it. He loves really? it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he was just a real sweet, shy kid. So he he had no idea what, what to do. <laughs> You know, when you got cameras in front of a kid's face yeah. and you're giving him free stuff. Yeah, problem, Young Owen had done it. He conquered the challenges and earned the beautiful new Polygon Siskiyou D6. Yeah, so to back this up, folks, he had he had to earn it, but it wasn't like he had to go run 100 miles and then... and then. No, it was he know. was predestined to win. But yeah. That's, Obviously, I didn't need it. But I, I, I think back then with the, the, the podcast you had or the live stream you had, I really enjoyed what you were doing. And that's, that's, I had a, I had his name. I made a list of people I wanted to interview and, and Jared's one of the top guys that I had. I'm, made I'm glad it came to. around. Like I, I, I appreciate I, it. I notice what's going on. I'm keen to what's going on. Like in the, in the mountain biking scene around me, I was like, I wonder if, uh, if he's going to ask me at some point, if I should come on, I've, I've, I've been you, waiting. You even knew, knew me. I'm, in your land, I'm this, you know, I, I, am honored that you knew who I was. Yes. That, yes. That I, I, appreciate I, that. I, I pay um, attention to our, our community. It's not as, as far as like the mountain biking, like YouTube scene, it's not as big as like you think. Like we all, I think a lot of people are aware of people that you might not think are. Yeah. I never know who. I, I find it, somebody asked me today, is it's like, aren't you going to run out of people to do? Are you going to start no. having to do like little kids on their, their little BMXs? And I go, I'll do them. But no, that's huge. But it's, it is kind of like what you said. It's, we all kind of have our feelers out and know. Yeah. Uh, people are more aware than you think. Yeah. Um, Although I do have to go to Cobra Kyle. And I you swear, do. I probably, if we go, I probably am a subscriber, but there's so much. He's good, man. He's, he needs to get back into editing more. I think he's putting something together now, actually, about Mike's backyard. Uh, so that should be coming out soon. Um, but yeah, he's good. Oh, Ron Bike Mike, Mike Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. He went up there to visit him and ride his backyard trail, and he's editing a video about that. So that should be coming oh, soon. That that backyard is, is is a dreams. He he's I'm 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 kind of I'm excited that you know Mike. Mike's my boy. I I love yeah. Mike. So yes, I do. You got to ride ride with him, so I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I still haven't ridden his backyard trail though. He's about a 
he's just far enough for me that it's kind of difficult to make the time, but I need to do it. He's like an hour and 20. Oh, that's not too bad. Nothing. Folks, I, let me get this guy back to his, his wife and dogs. Um, dude, I can't thank you. Jared, it has been an honor and a pleasure to finally meet you and have you on my show and, and, and get to know you a little bit more, man. It's Likewise, man. Yeah, I had, I had fun. I like these types of things. No, I, you, you're great. And, and keep up the great work. What? Okay, one more. Yeah, yeah. let's hook it up because I really want to watch that video, Mike. Send him an Uber. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get out there eventually. I, I need to go visit him, and he's kind of close-ish to Howler. So I need to, like, I don't know, maybe make a weekend of it and, like, go yeah, visit all that go stuff. Go to Howler and, and, and ride. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Get, go, thank you. Appreciate everybody in the comment section. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Um, I had a good all time. of his stuff. I'm sure you already subscribed and follow and Instagram, but if you, if you're listening on the podcast, which I'll put up to on, on Spotify tomorrow, all his stuff will be down there as well. Like, and subscribe him me as well, please. Yes. Yes. Uh, Always subscribe to the man. <laughs> so again, thanks a lot, brother. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, guys, if y'all have any like remaining questions that maybe we missed, I don't know. Um, but feel free to like DM me on Instagram if you need to. I love helping out, love answering questions. So don't uh, be shy. Now, if you can, do what the bottom of this thing says right here. Go get your bikes dirty, folks. There you go. Because riding is the cure. There you go. I like that combination. Mike drop. <laughs> Take care. Thanks right, so much. Yeah, thank you. Oh.